Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. Rakuten is proud to present Elizabeth I, the new podcast about Elizabeth Taylor as the original influencer. She was famous for her impeccable style, and Rakuten wants to help you save on the styles you love. Shopping for the perfect holiday party outfit? Rakuten makes it possible with cash back, deals, and coupons. Save money at stores you love. Get started at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N, Rakuten.com. Welcome to the Bob and Sherry Show. Merry Christmas holiday. Winter fest. With Bob. People love Santa Claus. Who knew? And Sherry. I think everyone. And now, broadcasting from the Bob and Sherry Studios, it's Bob and Sherry. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's another holiday Bob and Sherry show. Max is here, Doc is here, and we are glad that you are with us too. I was reading somewhere that thrift shops and secondhand stores have become very popular places to Christmas shop this year. They're getting more business than they've ever had before. I guess we can all guess why. Things do cost a bit more in certain areas uh, today and a lot more in other areas. And so folks are trying to find a way to, you know, stretch it a little bit. But the article went on and said, here are the things that you should not buy secondhand. And some of them are pretty obvious, but here we go. Right at the top of the list would be underwear. And I don't think that we need to even uh, delve into it anymore. I uh, am not going to be wearing, if you give it to me, another man's underwear. Uh, I'm, just I'm all about sustainable shopping, but I do want yeah. new underwear. I, new I, underwear. I, yeah. I don't think we're unreasonable or weird. I don't think so that, either. We're not bougie that way. you know. Although somebody's probably writing that right now about, me. oh, you're so bougie. You won't even wear my husband's underwear that doesn't fit him anymore. Whatever. Um, a helmet, a bike helmet. It says here they can only take one good hit. I didn't realize. Is that true? I didn't realize that. Yeah, that you're bike- not supposed. Yeah, you're not oh, supposed is that to right? buy used bike helmets or wear one yeah. after you've yeah. had a wreck. A mattress. Nope, not doing it. Not going to buy a secondhand mattress. Even at my lowest, I went out when I had nothing. I went out and got a new mattress. Now, it may have been a really crummy mattress, but I got a new mattress when I needed one. Uh, let's see what else that you should not get. Well, here you go. This is this is touching a large part of the community. Skydiving equipment. Never buy previously used skydiving equipment or I'm climbing sure equipment. I've ever, anything I'm not sure safety I've ever related. seen that for sale yeah. anywhere yeah. of you. Excuse me, sir. The uh, I'm interested in this parachute. Um, do you know... It's been packed, right? Was was it packed by somebody who knew what? The, oh, it was. So they they who was that? You have no idea. But he did a good. He told you he did a good job packing it. Sounds good to me. Sign me up. I'm going to be jumping out of a plane. Yeah, I'm going to pass on that one too. I'm going to pass on that. Earphones. Ooh, no, I'm not doing that. Bathing I might buy suit. over the ear headphones. I'm not going to buy used earbuds, but I would buy over. I'd buy used. Over the ear headphones, 
You would? those with like a distant, like a Clorox wipe. You're good to go. Yeah. You know, I you're, I spent years and years, this is prior to uh, teaming up with you. I was doing radio at a radio station and they were making so much money. It was hand over fist. It was the time. It was the right format. It was, I fit the station. And we had one pair of headphones and every guy that would take over, every jock would sit down, take over from the previous guy and just take the headphones and put them on. And that went on yeah. for years. That yeah. went on for years. The station had more money than they knew what to do with and they couldn't buy everybody a, a brand new and pair of headphones. And some of your co-workers enjoyed cologne, like excessive cologne. amounts of cologne. Yeah. Cologne and what used to be called pomade, which is like a thick grease on the, on the hair. I hit one of those one. We had the pomade guy in the all night show. I came in at 530 in the morning, put those headphones on. It was like, oh, my God, I need to go home and take a shower and shampoo. Uh, what else? This person writes on this post. When I was pregnant, my mother-in-law gave me a plastic baggie of used pacifiers. She said she bought them at a garage sale and told me they'll be fine if I just boiled them first. Nope. Hard pass. They mm. went straight to the trash when I got home. First of all, mother-in-law, could you have not, before you gifted it, would it be too much to boil it yourself? You just you just <laughs> took a, a bag of, of passies and said, here you go, hon. That's passy aggressive. Oh, that was good. That was good. That was, yeah, that, that was, was good. good. Okay, I'm done. I think I'm done. No. Um, tires. Don't buy used tires. I used to hear about people doing that, especially teenagers didn't have any money for their tires. And, you know, they got the old man's car, right? That's what they're going to be driving. But he doesn't want to give you any money for anything. And so you're down to bald tires. So what do you do? You buy used tires. I'm glad I still have a job I can buy. I just bought some new tires. Fantastic. Cost me about, I think, the same as my mortgage. Very, very close <laughs> to it. A couch. Would you buy, would you buy a used couch? I mean, if, um, you, if you were struggling and you were coming up and, you know. I, I don't I don't even want to horrify you with some of the things that I've done because you won't be okay. Like, my first apartment in Philly, I had nothing and no money. I could barely pay my rent. Mm -hmm. I dragged a mattress in from the street, disinfected it for with Clorox, and kept it. Wow. And a street mattress hand. in Philly... If it could talk, yeah. it oh, would yeah. say unrepeatable things. Yeah, that's a right. used couch. Yeah, you betcha. No, no issues. You, would you know, be on the one horrified. hand, hearing about that, I, I'm so impressed with you. Not just as a woman, as a human being. On the other hand, my first TV yucky. job. My uh -huh. first TV job again had nothing. One of the guys, one of the big TV stars at that station said to me i got a queen size mattress you can have i was like oh my gosh i will take it because i wasn't moving my philly street mattress right yeah 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 he brings it over it. in the back of his pickup truck and gives it to me and says i don't know if i mentioned this but we've got kind of a bedwetting situation oh I, no there's there used to be a product you can buy called outright I doused that mattress in that and eventually purged it of its them. demons. Yeah, and I kept wow. it. I didn't have a choice, Bob. I didn't have yeah, a choice. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's amazing. 
It, you look back on what we all went through. Not all of us. Some of us were luckier than others, but you and I. And finally here, a microphone. This guy says, I'm a radio host. I cringe every time I think about how many people have spit in that thing without trying to. Amen. When we built the Bob and Sherry studio and I got my own microphone, that was one of the best days ever. <laughs> so call us bougie or whatever. I ain't doing it. It's Bob and Sherry. Prizes, special guests, the Bob and Sherry Facebook Live Tree Lighting Extravaganza this Thursday night at 7 p.m. Here's Bob and Sherry. You know, I haven't heard about any like work holiday parties, anyone I know. Um, I'm not sure if those have not made their way all the way back since COVID, but Mm -hmm. no one I know has mentioned having to go to their work Christmas party. How about you? Have you heard anybody talk about that? No, I have not. No, I have not heard that at all. A lot of my friends are either independently employed, a couple are actually retired, and um, you, you and I work the way we work. And so, no, I have not heard. Uh, I, I've read that Christmas parties are way down. I hadn't really thought about it much, but there's a company in Australia. They just passed a law in Australia in the wake of the global Me Too and all of that. They passed mm-hmm. a law called the Respect at Work Bill, and it puts the burden on like the employer to make sure that employees are not bullied or hassled or harassed or any of those things. So mm-hmm. the law, the law was just the bill was just passed. So it's not fully in in law form yet, but um, corporations in Australia are like, whoa, we got to get out in front of this. And mm-hmm. so one company um, released their rules for the Christmas work party that they were throwing for employees. Right. I'm going to read these rules to you. And none of them are really, I mean, they all kind of make sense. Like here's rule number one, um, come to the Christmas party. Don't do anything illegal or disreputable. This isn't your bachelor party. I, you okay. Know, fair. Yeah. Rule number two, don't, and this is exactly how these are written. Don't try to hook up with a colleague. When does this ever end it well? Do you know of any I- times when it has? I, I admire them for being uh, so uh, forthright. I mean, that's cutting right to the chase. I know of one instance. There was um, there were two people that we worked with who were having a smoking hot torrid affair mm-hmm. that they thought nobody knew about. I think mm-hmm. their spouses maybe didn't know. Everybody else knew. That ended up happily ever after. So that is one instance where it ended well. They both ended up le- leaving those jobs, but they stayed together. Okay, yeah. number three. Interesting. Number three. Don't forget this is a work event. Don't forget it for even a second. That's really Ooh. wise. Ooh. That is so wise. Four. You know, sometimes at those parties, you'll uh, be rubbing elbows with an executive that normally you would not see. You know, in a, in, in a, either in a social situation or this person does not come down from the top floor in the corner office. And uh, they're probably, you know, just kind of observing. They're not going to go crazy because there's too much on the line. They're making too much money. And they're probably observing who's who's who and who's doing what and who looks like a jackass. That's very wise. Yeah, it's a work event. Uh, yeah. Rule number four, management should appoint a sober Sally or a sober Sam. Someone with the responsibility of managing staff behavior. Mm, well, no one's coming to us for that gig. Max, woo, they're Sober not, Sam time. I, miserable job. Miserable number, job. You, number you, five. You, you're going to be the one that goes up 
yeah. to uh, to Ernie and says, "Hey, man, you're having a good time, aren't you? You okay?" No, I mean, you know, I've noticed you've had four drinks and you know, danced with everybody. I just, I don't want to. I don't want that job. Oh God, that's Max's job. No one's asking us to be sober. <laughs> He's Sam not taking Sally. it. He's not taking it. He's too smart. Go ahead. You're going to love rule number five, Bob. You're going to want this embroidered on a pillow. Uh-huh. You know when to call it quits. The ending finishing yep. time of the party should be clearly understood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> number six, try to curb drinking by making sure non-alcoholic drinks are also available. Rule number yeah, seven, course. do not overindulge. Don't be that person who gets out of control. And ensure that your staff understands that getting wasted is not acceptable. That's Tell your right. employees they can't get wasted. Number eight, this is not the time to vent. It's tempting, but it's unprofessional and potentially dangerous. That Rule goes for family nine. get-togethers too. Yeah. Rule number nine, do not overshare on social media. Are you sure those loose photos show you and our business in the best light? Mm-hmm. And rule number mm-hmm. 10 have plans for getting home. Employers have an obligation to provide options for getting home safely. So I don't know whether that means like the employer cuts a deal with Uber for the night or rents a bus. I don't know. But those are the 10 rules for the holiday Christmas party this company in Australia has put out. And I knew you'd agree with the one. Listen, here's what time the party's over. Okay, go home. We, we, you and I went to a, a company Christmas party at the old station, and it was terrible. I mean, the, the decent food was gone 20 minutes after people got there. I remember it was so awful. I left, and as I was leaving, going to my car, people were still arriving. <laughs> you got out of Dodge. Morons in the news is next. It's Bob and Sherry. Check this out. We never seem to run out. Out of my way, you morons. Morons in the news with Bob and Sherry. Okay, our first story in Morons in the News is under the title, Wouldn't it be easier to just get a job and work? Police arrested two men in connection with stealing a safe from a Wendy's in Miramar, Florida. According to the police in Miramar, Lorazo Portellis, who's 33, and Johan Valdez, who's 32, were caught on camera stealing a safe from Wendy's. Surveillance video sent to Channel 10 News shows the thieves, at least one of them, dragging this heavy safe across the road. Here's the, the police said. The two that we have charges for, one of them broke in, attempted to move the safe, but wasn't successful. The second one was able to remove the safe from the business and pull it toward the car across the road. The men failed to open it. They left with nothing. I can't tell you anything other than it's very brazen, said the police. For some reason, at least, they targeted the same chain. Wendy's. They went to four different locations of Wendy's in four different counties, and always they went for the safe and were unsuccessful every time. Here's the thing. How much you getting from a safe at Wendy's in the middle of the night? I just Most people like... use cards. People don't use cash yeah. that much anymore. 
I just feel like the one thing that I definitely learned from movies and TV shows and cartoons is that you shouldn't steal a safe because you're never getting it open. You're not going to get it open unless you're some sort of a, you know, an expert European cracks, a safe cracker. And that's not these these two guys here. Everybody who read this article agreed with me. Don't they realize people don't use cash that much anymore? There's not going to be anything in it. Bob, we get a fair amount of crackers and morons in the news. We've never had a safe cracker. Not once. Not even one time. Today's moron of the day, speaking of stealing, is an absolutely terrible person. This person went on to a yard in in South Euclid, Ohio, which is a suburb of Cleveland, Mm -hmm. and stole the baby Jesus out of the nativity, Ah. the cow, the donkey, and the figurines of lambs. And you know what he left in its place? According to homeowner John Carlo, he found a Halloween decoration that is a fake tombstone with the word R.I.P. on it. That's what he replaced the baby Jesus, the cow, the donkey, and the lambs with. So he's got what he thinks is a really funny sense of humor, a really dark sense of humor. Is this guy still on the lamb? As far as I know, yeah. As far as I know, he's still gone. The the homeowner was so upset, he called 911. And he said somebody came and stole the baby Jesus. I I mean... Are you just you're asking just, for trouble? I know. You're just not a good person if you stole this man's person. baby Jesus and right. the cow and the donkey and both lambs. Yeah. What, what do we got left? We got the three wise men? Yeah. And if yeah. and if this guy's front yard is anything like my neighbor's, we got the three wise men and Frosty the Snowman and that's it? That's all we got left? That's Bring it. Bring back yeah. the baby Jesus. Bring back the baby Jesus. That is morons <laughs> in the news for today. Well, we've, been, we've been saying that for centuries now. Yeah. Somebody needs to listen. All right, straight ahead. We're going to take you down the rabbit hole with a little Darth Vader Christmas. We've got comedian Andrew Slater. And if you're nostalgic and people are always trying to bully you out of it, guess what? Today's your day because they're wrong and you're right. It's good to be nostalgic. I'm going to tell you why. Coming up, it's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry ask, do you know a crazy cat person? Are you crazy? We are not crazy. Are you a crazy cat person? Wow. Time to out yourself and proclaim to the world your love of your kitty best friend. Wow. It's the My Life is All About My Cat line in the Bob and Sherry store with T-shirts available in an assortment of colors with the perfect style for you. Unisex, women's, and even tank tops in sizes small to 3X. Or you can have tea or coffee with your kitty pal with ceramic mugs that also say my life is all about my cat. And of course, Sherry's award-winning cooking with cats is chock full of great recipes and fun photos of felines frolicking in the kitchen. With shirts, drinkware, and a cookbook, the Bob and Sherry store has your crazy cat person covered this holiday season, even if it's you. Yeah, they're crazy, but they're a lot of fun. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. Wow, Bob and Sherry go. We thought it would be really fun in this rabbit hole to share two unusual takes on classic Christmas music. So this first one, if you like a guy with a really deep voice, or I mean a really deep voice, and some people do, it's very, very appealing. Listen to this dude's take on a Christmas classic. His name is Jeff Castellucci. God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. 
That is very cool. What a voice. Now for our next um, unexpected little Christmas music treat, do you love Carol of the Bells? Do you? How would you like it to be performed by Darth Vader's Imperial Stormtroopers? What? Intense Christmas right here. I'll see. You hear it? I'll see, yeah. I think that Christmas music, we're all kind of traditionalists when it comes to Christmas music. I mean, that's why we have these songs that we've loved for decades and decades. So I'm at the drugstore the other day, and I don't Mm -hmm. know, in interspersed with the ones you know, like, you know, up on the housetop and have a holly jolly Christmas. This one song came on. I have no idea who the woman was who was singing it, but I felt like she was just making it up. As she, I felt like she was sitting in her living room, looking around and just making it up as she went. Because it sounded, now apologies, because I can't sing, but this is what it sounded like. It sounded like, look at the tree and the ribbons, having hot cocoa, thinking of you. It's that That's time of year. Writing. Yeah. Yeah. It's that time of year when all the lights do twinkle. And yeah. I'm standing there with a shampoo bottle in my hand going, you're you're actually just sitting looking around. Like, I could do the same thing right now. <laughs> Look at that dog. He's totally blind. Yeah. Do you remember? Next was to the was couch it a familiar where the pillow song? has fallen. Like, it was, was just it a, ridiculous. Was it a familiar song? Or? No, I'd never heard it before. You it never heard it It was one of those, like, yeah. Christmas songs. You know, there's a million... There are so many Christmas songs that are released right. that that you don't hear that don't get play. And they've right. got that kind of contemporary thing. Mm-hmm. Like I heard one, we were out looking at Christmas lights and we were flipping um, stations. And I heard one that was basically like, that went something like this. Jesus didn't get a radio flyer because he was in what? the manger. <laughs> Again, what? it was like, y'all just... Y'all just looking around the house and making stuff up and yeah. setting it to music, yeah. right? I mean, this is the time of the year where it's okay to have like a new Christmas song, but yeah. you really want to hear all the old Christmas songs that you like. You know, speaking of Christmas songs, you know what was really interesting? The other night on Stephen Colbert, Mariah Carey was interviewed, and of course he's you know, he's asking her, Do you really feel like you are the Queen of Christmas? And she says, No, I'm not the Queen of Christmas. And then he asked about all the downloads for All I Want is for Christmas is You, because year after year, it soars. It's number one right now with yeah. uh, downloads. And she said, well, I'm very, very grateful and all. She said, do you know how much money I make? 
And he said, I don't know, how much? She said, I wrote that song, and I also sang that song. Every time it's downloaded, I get one-sixteenth of a cent. Now, I wow. guess that still, that still adds up to quite a bit of money, but boy, it's... You talk about razor thin. Suppose you have a song like The Bare Naked Ladies, which is a great song, God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. It gets and some didn't play. Write it. And, and didn't write it. It gets some play, but... Hey, this is why the mafia wanted in on the music business because it was a bigger right. racket than even the mafia had. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Straight ahead, comedian Andrew Slater, and why it's awesome to be nostalgic, especially this time of the year. It's Bob and Sherry. Hey, it's Sherry here. Just saying a giant thank you to everyone who reaches out and contacts the show. We try to read every email, every DM, every text. We do miss some. Um, and I apologize for that. If you would like to be on the show or if something really wild has happened in your life and you'd like to be on the podcast, you can reach us at hello at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I. Hello at BobandSherry.com. That's usually the most direct way, but however you reach out, thank you and thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Dr. Kim, the parentologist. As a wife, mom, therapist, and all-around juggler like most of you, I lead a hectic life, and sometimes that means indulging in foods on the go that my stomach doesn't always agree with. Thankfully, Pepto-Bismol provides me fast and effective relief for all kinds of upset stomachs. Having a little too many guilty pleasures at a family barbecue or birthday celebration may lead to indigestion or heartburn, so I always keep Pepto on hand to get fast relief when I need it the most. Pepto-Bismol, use as directed and keep out of reach of children. Do you like fun? If yes, then visit BobandSherry.com. Our new, improved, and easier-to-navigate website featuring our guest bloggers. Hi, I'm Carrie Green. Join me every Wednesday for Mom Outnumbered as I brave the minefield of raising a family while maintaining a sense of humor and I attempt to make it through at least mostly unscathed. Oh, it's great. It's this website that's got, like, everything. BobandSherry.com. Hi, this is Allison Stellar. Join me every Monday in the Zen Den as I navigate the peaks and valleys of this crazy journey called life. It appears that the website has become alive. Hey, it's the People's Movie Critic. Check out my reviews at BobandSherry.com. Their website is so easy. BobandSherry.com And all the Bob and Sherry podcasts, including the Oddcast and Fun Size. I probably have to go shopping now. And you can. Just hit shop for the Bob and Sherry store for Cooking with Cats, the Mother of All Mothers merchandise, and the other Bob and Sherry stuff. Website. The website. It's new and improved. The Bob and Sherry website bobandsherry.com hey this is captain heinson here in uh, jmrc and i just wanted to give a, a holiday shout out to my family back in new york and florida uh, happy holidays guys miss you all across the country and around the world on armed forces radio it's bob and sherry it is time now for Everyone Needs a Laugh. Here is comedian Andrew Slater. But I am excited to get back on the road, you know, get back out there and uh, start traveling again. Although, I have to say, I've never been good at traveling, never been good at flying. Like, one time, I got dropped off at the airport, I got on my car, and I realized I'd forgotten my luggage. Yeah. Anybody ever do that before? Just straight up bring nothing with them? <laughs> For a week-long trip, by the way, not a quick stop, a week-long trip, and it was too late to go home to get my stuff, so now I had to just walk into the airport like a maniac with nothing, and guess what? That's a pr pretty suspicious look, okay, to go into the airport empty-handed. It's like, oh, one ticket anywhere, please. It doesn't really matter where. <laughs> 
get off the plane in Indiana with nothing, like I'm Jason Bourne or something. I've been dropped in for a mission, which is to just go to Walmart and buy a bunch of stuff. And that's what I did. I went to Walmart, bought a week's worth of supplies at Walmart. It felt like I was sponsored by Walmart for the week. Like I was the worst NBA player of all time. I was like, oh man, I got the Walmart deal. And that was all very strange. But nothing was as weird as the return trip, where now I'm walking through the Indiana airport with two Walmart plastic sacks filled with my dirty socks and underwear as my luggage. And that will get you some looks, okay? And by the way, you can't check Walmart plastic sacks. I tried, all right? That's a carry-on. So I had to go through security with these dumb Walmart bags, everybody laughing at me, and I tried to just walk through the x-ray machine. No, he's like, put them on the conveyor belt. Really? You gotta x-ray these? Use your eyes, man, they're see-through. I was so embarrassed. I, I called my wife. I was like, oh my gosh, everyone's making fun of me in these dumb Walmart sacks. And this is what she said to make me feel better. She goes, uh, well, did you tie the sacks shut? <laughs> oh yeah, that would have classed it up. I should have tied my Walmart plastic sacks. I think that was in GQ, that every man should know to tie his sacks shut at the airport. <laughs> you, some of you, you're probably thinking, well, why didn't you just throw them away? <laughs> no, that's a week's worth of brand new outfits from Walmart. I'm not just going to toss away $36 like that. <laughs> so now I'm just sitting there and uh, I've kind of hidden the Walmart bags under my chair so no one makes fun of me anymore. And I'm just waiting for them to call my group. And uh, like I said, I, I would fly every weekend, you know, and, I, and I'm smart because I stick to one airline. That's the key. If you fly all the time, stick to one airline because every once in a while, they will bump you up to first class. And yeah, I got bumped up to first class on my Walmart plastic sacks flight. You've never seen more confused faces in your life. Then when they call first class and I stand up with my sacks, like some rube who's seeing an airplane for the first time. I felt like I was in Pretty Woman. You remember? Know? was like, oh, remember me? Big mistake. Huge. I get on the plane, the flight attendant's confused, but before she can say anything, you go, please, miss, hang these with the other coats, and, um... Yes, I will have some champagne. No, I don't need a glass. Just fill up the Wendy's cup, and we can be on our way. <laughs> that is comedian Andrew Slater. I'm surprised they let him on a plane with no luggage and a Walmart bag. These I days. know. We'll post that up on our website at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Coming up, if you are nostalgic this time of the year, and you're always beating yourself up, like, snap out of it. I have great news. Great news that's going to change the way you think about everything. Coming up.
It's Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry store is crowded with all kinds of great merchandise. It's always something. Including the new It's Always Something coloring book. It's always something. A coloring book for exhausted adults. Plus Sherry's cookbook, Cooking with Cats, the book of Bob. I know I'm a blowhard. He's a double blowhard. Mixes from the scone goddess. Ah. Candles. Mother of all mothers merch. And much, much more. Come check out the Bob and Sherry store. Conveniently located on the shop tab at bobandsherry.com. Prizes, special guests, the Bob and Sherry Facebook Live Tree Lighting Extravaganza this Thursday night at 7 p.m. Here's Bob and Sherry. I like a Peter Pan man. I do. I like a man who has not fully let go of being a teenage boy. And and there's a lot of reasons for that. Like, y'all are a little more fun when you're like that. And it's kind of like sexier, you know, because you're still you still like to play and go outside and get dirty and come home with frogs and rocks in your pockets. Le- actually, legitimately, my husband comes home with that crap in his pockets. But there's a dark side to living with a Peter Pan man and loving a Peter Pan man. And here's the greatest example that I'm dealing with right now. So the lights in our kitchen, when the um, when the house was built, they did not put the lights and they, they put all the kitchen lights on one circuit basically is the best way I can explain it. And mm-hmm. after a short amount of time, every time we turned the kitchen lights on the, the circuit would, would flip, it would break mm-hmm. and then you'd have to go reset it, blah, blah, blah. And after a while, um, it, the lights would only stay on for about five minutes at a time. And then the circuit would flip and, and they would, they would have to be reset. And so I have stopped using the lights in my kitchen and have been, cooking by natural light or candlelight for about six weeks now, which sounds romantic, but I want you to imagine making Thanksgiving dinner um, in the dark. And that's kind no, of it doesn't we, sound romantic at all. It sounds irritating. Here. Why don't you call an electrician? So here's the deal. So I say to my husband, I can't stand this and you don't know how to fix it because you're not an electrician. So I'm, I'm going to call, I'm going to call Acosta and they're going to come over and they're going to fix this. And Kevin goes, you found an electrician? I was like, yeah. He goes, well, can I get a light in the basement at my pool table? And I was like, you can someday, Scooter, but I'm cooking in the dark like a medieval peasant, and the electrician is going to come fix the kitchen first. And he goes, yeah, but what if the electrician comes and the kitchen is like really complicated? Maybe they could just put a light over the pool table and and then, you know, like that would be okay. And I said, and then I could put my crock pot on the pool table and cook it down in the basement. Like, what do you mean? He goes, well, we, we've been managing without the kitchen lights. This is what I'm married to. I am married to a 12 year old that thinks he's living in a giant freaking tree house with his mad magazine and his buddies and that we don't need lights in the kitchen. Now for all of you out there that like a bad boy fixer upper, this is what you will deal with. Eventually, eventually, the party will end and you'll be looking at a man who genuinely doesn't understand why the kitchen lights getting fixed are a bigger priority for you than him getting a light on his pool table, which I swear to God, it's used mostly for the cats to sleep on. Like he hardly comes down here and plays pool on it. And there are lights like he's not being asked to play pool by the flashlight on his phone. But we that is how I'm cooking. And that is what it's like to be married to a Peter Pan man. They don't, they don't understand the practical stuff at all. And it's a good thing they have dimples and they're cute because it wears you out. 
There are different types of Peter Pan guys, I think. I mean, the whole concept, I mean, the expression is decades old. It's not used all that much anymore, but it's a guy that, you know, never grew up. Um, they can be, as you described, I think, uh, a so lot fun. of fun, very so boyish, lighthearted. They're not going to be that grump who comes into the room and there's a big cloud and, and all, but they're irresponsible. They don't really do grown up things because they don't want to grow up. I have, and, and I will fess up to it, I have a Peter Pan side, but part of it I, I come by legitimately because of what I do. Okay, look at look at what I do for a living. That's a Peter Pan sort of thing. I'll give you an example. I'm getting paid to uh, ask you this question. Okay, I'm actually going to get a paycheck this week. How does um, Lady Gaga like her steak? Is this like a is this like a knock knock joke? Is this a joke? It's it's a joke. Kind of, yeah. How does Lady Gaga How like does Lady her Gaga steak? like her steak? In an A-line cut with a That's even worse. Oh my god. <laughs> you know what? Okay, but I'm, I liked it. Okay, that. you didn't just do that. <laughs> I give up. This I is what I have at work. <laughs> this is what I have at work, and then I'm cooking dinner by candlelight like a peasant. Raw, raw, from a thousand raw, years raw, ago. <laughs> I get paid to do that. So, you know, that's my excuse as a Peter Pan. I, you know, that said, I am at home. I am not like that. I am just not like that. If there's anything wrong with the cat, I, I just have to focus until the cat's taken care of. I do the bills. And if there's something, you know, that's floating around, that's a bill, uh, that I don't understand, you know, I obsess over it. I'm very grown up with things like that. But, you know, after all these years, not being something like an actuary, but doing Lady Gaga jokes, you know, you you hit a certain groove. And I think I think Kevin's the same way. He worked outside as a, as a contractor. He built stuff. And there's a certain boyishness to that. Well, a lot of what Kevin eats, it would be better if it was dark and you couldn't see what you were actually putting in your mouth. <laughs> you yeah. know, like it's genuinely for the best that he eats in the dark like a bear. But the the idea that we actually had, like at first I thought he was kidding. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's funny. Like we should totally just not have any lights in the kitchen. And he wasn't kidding. Like he really, he genuinely cocked his head and looked at me like, but mom, why do we have to have lights in the kitchen and not my pool table? It's like, what? How can you get through life being such was, a Was he worried about the cost of uh, the electrician, you know, rewiring or whatever or whatever he no. or she has to do? Here's to, what he's uh, worried about. Electricians are so busy and it's so, you know, when you get your hands on one, you, you don't know how long you're going to have this electrician captive in your mm -hmm. house. So it's yeah. really important that whatever your biggest priority is, you get mm -hmm. this electrician to work on it. I'm right, over right. here going, hey, my biggest priority is I'm cooking in the dark. And he's over yeah. here going, hey, my biggest priority is I don't have an ugly pool table light that says Budweiser hanging over it while I shoot nine ball or whatever the right, hell he's doing. Right, right, it's right. Just, listen, it's just listen. priority. You so, have got um, to, here's you the have good got news. To yeah. The electrician came. Oh, yeah. Here's the good news. The electrician came, and right. we are going to have light in the kitchen. 
Good. And he's now Kevin's sad because he doesn't know how long he has to wait to get his pool table light. But that's okay because I'm going to give him $5 and let him go to the store and get whatever he wants with it. So he'll oh, be distracted big. all afternoon. That's big. Right. <laughs> it's Bob and Sherry. I'm Sergeant Jacob Honey, a 5th Corps soldier from Richland, Mississippi. I'm currently at Camp Kosciuszko, Poland, and I would like to give a shout out to my beautiful wife, Tara, and my amazing daughter, Jordan, as well as all of my family back in Mississippi and Texas, as well as my extended family in Fort Knox back at the rear. I can't wait to see you guys, and I love you all. Happy holidays. Across the country and around the world on Armed Forces Radio, it's Bob and Sherry. Guys, this is such an insane story. And when you think about this happening to you, like your eyes bug out of your head, um, a man in China named Mr. Liu put his vehicle into cruise control on the freeway. He was going over 60 miles an hour and the cruise control malfunctioned and he couldn't get the car out of cruise control. He couldn't cancel it and the brakes weren't working. Like everything just everything just came undone. So he's going over 60 on the freeway, no brakes, can't cancel cruise control. Where is Keanu Reeves when we really need him? What what happened then? He had to drive for 320 miles until he ran out of gas. You are kidding. Yeah, until he ran out of gas. I mean, at one point, um, he... He tried, and he said he really tried to slow down. He did everything that he could to slow mm-hmm. down, and he couldn't do it. And when he realized, ah, I got no brakes, I can't cancel my cruise control, he grabbed his cell phone and he called the police and said, I got no brakes and my cruise control is stuck. And so police cars with their lights and sirens um, found him on the highway and mm-hmm. escorted him to make sure that he didn't hit anyone else it took five hours of Good driving Lord. for him to run out of gas he was the only person in the car at the time he was yeah. terrified like there I was bet. no moment where he thought well this isn't one i'll be talking about forever he was scared he thought he was going to die because he like you know there are going to be times on the highway even on the freeway where you, you may have to stop suddenly yeah he now here's where he got lucky even though he was scared out of his mind and was zooming along, unable to stop. Um, as a hobby, he's an amateur race car driver. Yeah. So he, he did. He's, good. he's got a lot of experience in handling Dexterity, a vehicle that's going, yeah. that's going pretty fast. So mm-hmm. how, how, what did they do? So the, you know, the police are like reaching out to the manufacturer of the car and it's a, mm-hmm. it's a car. I don't, I've never heard of it. It's some kind of car. Anyway, there was nothing that could be done, and they just had to wait for him to run out of gas. That must have been an electronics problem because the the likelihood of a couple of things like that going going south at the same time seems really, really He couldn't uh, get it out of gear, remote. and he couldn't break it, and th- there's that yeah. malfunction. So all of those yeah. things happening at the same time. I just yeah. hope that if this were to ever happen, please let it happen to me and not my daughter. I, please do not let that child, neither of my kids use cruise control. Well, Karamia right. does. Olivia really doesn't. Please let, let Olivia never get her cruise control stuck. Please let this happen to me, God, and not her. Does, it, does the story say how fast he was going? He was going well over 60. He was going, oh my goodness, really? Yeah, because he, he was on the equivalent of the interstate in China. He was on the, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So 320, I picture it five hours and, and this was at night. So picture driving at over 60 miles an hour, unable to stop or control your speed in any way. Now do that for five straight hours with police cars flanking you on all sides. Can you imagine if it was a date? Can you imagine if he was on a date with somebody like a first date or a second date? Now that's a movie. No, no, that's the movie. movie. You'd learn a lot about two people very quickly, wouldn't you? Would you think? So now be serious. Mm -hmm. If that were you, you're in your vehicle and everything goes down and you're stuck and now you're driving you're rocketing through the night at 60 plus miles an hour unable to stop slow down anything Mm -hmm. on your first date is there a part of you that thinks this must be destiny we're supposed to be together no there's there's a part of me that says this woman is going to kill me (laughs) because because i am it's my car i'm in charge Somebody's got to be blamed. You know, it's really scary. It's at night. You, you you put yourself in the place of this poor soul and you say, well, maybe I could do it. And I'm thinking in terms of broad daylight that, OK, there's, you know, the cops are leading me. But up here, there's a backup. I'm going to have to get over in the grass over here. I can do that. All right. They're they're leading me. I'm on the grass now. Now I'm past where whatever the accident is. Now I'm back on the road. And at night, it's got to be much more difficult. You're only, you're only seeing, uh, you know, maybe, uh, what, half a mile up the road at, at, a, at a moment? I would that be out of my mind. Yeah. I would be so, if this happened, if I'm your date and this happened, I would be like, oh my God, he planned this whole thing. This is a real Dateline plot twist. You know, I, if it were you and I and I'm driving and it's a rental car, we're going to visit listeners and I can't get that thing to uh, stop. I can't get it out of gear. We turn to each other and go, damn, Tony, Tony. looking us in <laughs> to a cheap car rental. And then the other, what do we go to Hertz? Then the other thing Bob says to me is, listen to me, listen to me, woman, listen. Mary, not a word to Mary. She does not need to know about this. No, never she, tell her. She won't think no. it's the car. She'll be like, what did you do, Bob? What she will did say, you do? You, you didn't know how to operate it right, did you? Did you? I mean, just tell me, Bob. Exactly. Just tell, that's exactly right. Yeah. She would it's, say, how, how did things go? Oh, it was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got there a little late. but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry wants you to color your way to winning a $100 Visa gift card and a copy of the Bob and Sherry coloring book, It's Always Something, a coloring book for exhausted adults. All you have to do is... Number one. Go to the Bob and Sherry website and hit the contest page. Number two. Download the image. Number three. Color the image however you want. Number four. Upload the image to hello at bobandsherry.com, where our blue ribbon panel of judges will pick a winner. Color your way to a $100 Visa gift card and a copy of our new coloring book from Bob and Sherry. Prizes, special guests, the Bob and Sherry Facebook Live Tree Lighting Extravaganza this Thursday night at 7 p.m. Here's Bob and Sherry. I don't know what I think about this. It's this new product that Dyson's putting out. It's it's not out yet. I guess you could pre-order it for the holidays. It'll be out in the spring and March. It's Dyson is making it. How much does it cost? Eight thousand dollars. Does it cost eight thousand dollars? It's closer to eight hundred, but it's ex- uh-huh. it's pricey. But when I tell you what it does, I think that you'll immediately think of some people that could use it, right? 
It's a mm-hmm. pair of noise canceling headphones and they're pretty big. I mean, they're the, right. they're the over the ear headphones, big, big cups, cover your yeah. ear, complete noise canceling. And I'm here mm-hmm. to tell you if Dyson is making it, you're not going to hear a thing. But the other right. part of this is a personal air purifying system. It looks mm-hmm. like kind of like a visor that sits in front of your nose and mouth. And mm-hmm. so it's canceling out noise. And it's mm-hmm. filtering air so that you're getting clean, filtered air to breathe and you're not having to listen to anything. If you're someone who flies three times a week for your job, this one's for you, don't you think? I think it's perfect for somebody who flies three times a week for their job and hates people too. That is exactly the person that they're looking at because you don't want nothing to do with nobody on that plane and you're worried about everybody's germs around you. No, that that's a winner. That's a winner for $800 is an awful lot of money to spend on. It, it is. But, but the other the other market that they have um and you've uh, probably seen this on like the the TV news. Mm-hmm. Beijing, the air pollution is so insane that people yeah. have to wear breathing masks and apparatus mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. This is going to, Dyson's going to make a fortune in places like that where people yeah. need to be able to check what they breathe. If you're a person who suffers from like asthma, you work in a really dusty environment. If you got $800 and it, it definitely looks very strange when you see, when you see the person using, cause you can separate it and have just the headphones. So you don't always have to have the air purification part. When you mm-hmm. see somebody with just the headphones on, you're like, girl, those are some big headphones because they're big. Mm-hmm. But then when the visor goes on to purify the air, it's like a sci-fi fighter pilot, X-Wing, Star Wars kind of situation. Is it irritating looking? And you know what I mean by irritating looking. There are certain things to, that just, you know, they may work, but they just irritate people. Um, you know, I think like like no. I hate to bring this up, but uh, if you go back ten years, there were there were people from other parts of the world that would show up with masks on in airports, and I know some, there were people that were saying, "Why why do they have a mask on? That's a, that's unnecessary." Well, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, but it used to irritate people. Is this one of those things where you look over at the guy next to you and he's got it on, and you're going, "What kind of a dork are you?" Oh, you meant, does it irritate me to witness somebody else using it as opposed yeah. to, is it irritating to wear? Well, let me answer the, the second I one. Yes, Thank you, Max. I was confused. No, no. The bre- the air breathing part sits away from your nose and mouth. It doesn't touch your face, which would be yeah. very irritating. So I think it's probably not irritating for the person wearing it. Um, Here's. As far as like you being irritated to see it, you don't, I promise you, you don't know what you're looking at. It, it looks like some sort of video game headset kind of a thing. You, you it's really got don't to make a little noise. It's got to make a little bit of air noise and the air has got to be coming out of it. Right. So it's spilling over to me in the next seat. I mean, that's fine. I'm getting purified air, I guess, but it, it, um, it is weird if you don't know what it is. Bob, I find the guy who I'm always stuck sitting next to on the plane who's wearing a lot of cologne and has a lot of questions for me, I feel mm-hmm. like there's an air noise coming out of his face hole that's also very go. irritating. There, I stand so he's corrected. Gonna, there you he's go. He's going to have yeah. to suck up this Dyson. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We live in a time where everybody is irritated by everybody else all right. the time. Mm-hmm. 
But I think there are people whose jobs who work in really dusty places that aren't good for your beauty. I think there's, if you got 800 bucks and you want to look like you're in Star Wars. If I were a businessman traveling all the time, I would buy that. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. If yeah. you're on a plane all the time, uh, we'll yeah. post it up and you can get a look at it. It's Bob and Sherry. Restless Shores is the story of a billion-dollar pharmaceutical company and the somewhat quirky family that runs it. Shenanigans ensue every week. For 15 bingeable minutes at a time, you can enjoy murder, corporate espionage, organized crime, master thieves, more clones than necessary, treasure, sabotage, kidnapping, torture, adultery, seduction, plastic surgery, psychic readings, explosions, feeling restless for more on-the-go content? We know we are. Go to our website at www.restless-shores.com. You know you want to. Find Restless Shores wherever you get your podcasts. It is time now for the People's Movie Critic. I'm assuming that the majority of people have Netflix, okay? Except, of course, our Amish listeners, Caleb and Elvesta, who can't because they don't have electricity. They spend all their time baking shoe fly pie and playing tiddlywinks or whatever. I don't know. But anyway. You know, you got to understand, if you're easily offended, this movie is not for you. Lars's terrible accent, though, you ask about that, it seems to come and go. And I'm not sure if that's on purpose because that would be funny or if he's just lazy and he wanted to get this thing over with. I know for a fact I did. I wanted to get this over with. You're going to love this. Let me, let me ask you, though, is 11 minutes and 40 seconds worth of a fight scene a little tiring? Not if you ain't the ones fighting. <laughs> I think that's a fair point. Listen for his reviews every Friday and get all his reviews at BobandCherry.com. The Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram, you know, that's how your mom describes them. We're on all of them, and we would love to have you come hang out with us on any of our social media. Hit up our Facebook for stuff you hear every day on the show. Talk to us on Twitter. Shoot us a message on Instagram. We want to hear from you, and we want to follow you back. Plus, it's always Catterday right around the corner, and we're looking at your pics. That's Bob and Sherry on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our website, B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Sign up for our newsletter, and you could win a $50 Visa gift card. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Hi, I'm Lieutenant Colonel Nick Saccone. I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This message is for my mom and dad back in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania as well. Mom and dad, I just want to tell you I love you and I miss you. Um, don't be thinking about you over the holidays. I wish you nothing but happiness. Across the country and around the world on Armed Forces Radio, it's Bob and Sherry. It is talk back time. If you have our app, it's free in Google Play in the App Store, and you can use it to listen to the show and to our podcast, and you can enter contests and text the studio and all of that. Plus, if you look at the bottom center of the screen, there's a little cartoon microphone. If you tap it and talk, the app will do the rest and we'll get your message. Or if you're old school and still use a phone to actually, you know, talk, you can call us at 844-52-SHERRY. That's 844-52-SHERI. Hey, Bob and Sherry. I laughed so hard at your fruitcake story on Friday and wanted to share one of my own. My mother-in-law must have gotten a a fruitcake from uh, a friend a couple of years ago and absolutely loved it. It's from a little company right outside Raleigh called Southern Supreme. I think the subtitle is Fruitcakes and More. And so she and my father-in-law, before he passed this year, they would take 
a trip right around Christmas to the fruitcake store. And she would buy like 24 one pound fruitcakes that were basically two cases that she would give away to people. And this was a three hour trip for them. And they would pick up one way. They would pick up her brother-in-law and they'd go and leave the fruitcake place and go get barbecue and then go back home. It was a whole day. She really wanted my husband and I to go. So last year was our first trek right before Christmas to the fruitcake store. And we live 45 minutes from them. So we had to drop off my five-year-old and drive down 45 minutes, pick up my in-laws, drive 30 minutes, pick up my uh, husband's cousin and his (laughs) uncle, drive two hours to this fruitcake place, spend 45 minutes there, and they have peanut brittle and fudge and chocolate-covered something or other and you know praline so it's not just fruitcakes but that's what they're known for and then we go we grab lunch and then drop everybody else it is a whole day affair well this has now become an annual trek and so we just went on wednesday and we left at 7 30 and we didn't get home until 5 30 with our gift baskets and gift boxes and 24 fruitcakes and you wouldn't believe it and we love it and it's part of the christmas tradition and i If you tried it, I think you probably would enjoy it. So thanks for letting me share. Bye. I think that sounds like a great day. I do. I'm not a fruitcake lover, but I mean, the whole thing, the excitement of doing it together and, you know, that's probably a cool store. And then you get some barbecue afterward and then you go home. You know, you know, what was really sweet. You could tell that she's a hardworking adult. She said, and can you believe it? We got home at five (laughs) o'clock. <laughs> Where were the days when you were clubbing and it started at ten o'clock at night? You know, I love um, I love when families do stuff like that together. It doesn't yeah. it just seem like the most wholesome thing you can imagine? It does. Is the yeah, family right spending the day visiting mm-hmm. the fruitcake store? That is not something. Certainly, either of our fathers would have participated in willingly. If you ever no. saw my dad, GFL, <laughs> um, at a fruitcake store or a parade or a school play, you needed to look behind him for the U.S. Marshal that was holding him by the cuffs and shoving him <laughs> forward because there was no way he went voluntarily to any of that. Here's what my family would have done. There would have been this famous fruitcake store you know, somewhere in New England, and my father would say, there's this famous fruitcake store, and they have all these fruitcakes, and they have nuts and candies and everything. And uh, all right, let's go. We would drive by it and see it, and, and we would see the pe- and look at it and see the people going in. He was so big on that. You know, we drive by ski slopes, and he'd say, "Look at the skiers up there. You can see them at the top of the." Can we? Uh, can we ski? Nah, nah. We don't have time for that. And we drive, I mentioned this before, we drive by like an outdoor winter swimming pool with steam coming out of it at some resort in Vermont. Look, they're swimming and it's 10 degrees. I would like to do it. No, we can't. We would drive by the fruitcake store and he would talk about the people who come every year, but we would not go in. I think when you grow up like that, I became the opposite of that because I grew up like that too. And since my kids were little... I'd be like, you guys, up ahead, there's a field and there's usually goats in it. You want to stop? I mean, everywhere, every tourist attraction, 
anything that looked exciting, I still make Kevin do it. And sometimes he'll go, he'll make this face and he'll be like, ah. And I always say the same thing. Where are we, where are we rushing to? What yeah. are we in such a hurry for that we don't yeah. have time to stop at this roadside tent where the man is selling hatchets? I'd like to see his collection yeah. of roadside hatchet sales. Like, where are we in such a hurry to get to? Because no, we're I almost never... We're almost never in a hurry to get anywhere but back home. The, the only place that he would stop would be a clam shack along the side of the road, preferably one that served beer, too. He would pull over there in a second and look at me these days. You can't get away from your old man, I'm telling you, in many cases. You just no, can't get for away. for better or worse, right? For better or worse, Go to the big fruitcake store and bring mammal and make a day of yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, like Aaron's family did. It's right. Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry store is crowded with all kinds of great merchandise. It's always something. Including the new It's Always Something coloring book. It's always something. A coloring book for exhausted adults. Oh. Plus Sherry's cookbook, Cooking with Cats, the book of Bob. I know I'm a blowhard. He's a double blowhard. Mixes from the scone goddess. Ah. Candles. Mother of all mothers merch. And much, much more. Come check out the Bob and Sherry store. Conveniently located on the shop tab at bobandsherry.com. Prizes, special guests, the Bob and Sherry Facebook Live tree lighting extravaganza this Thursday night at 7 p.m. Here's Bob and Sherry. We were just talking about how our dads, I think maybe a lot of dads, they never want to stop if they're in the car. Oh, we don't have time for that. We don't have time to stop there. We don't have time for this. And yet we're almost never in a situation where we don't have time. Like we, we do have time actually. They just don't want to. And I wonder, I wonder why that is such a dad thing. Is that a man thing? Does it just seem foolish or like a waste of time? No, I think there, I think there are fathers who, uh, who will stop and will do that. I don't think they're all like that way, but I was reflecting, uh, over the last few days as I do this time of the year about my father. I mean, the first, the first face I see every morning is my old man because his picture in an army uniform is right next to my bed. Um, fathers are such an influence on you. I read the other day, somebody, somebody posted, this is any dad that goes into a hotel room with his wife and kids. As soon as he walks in, the first thing he says is, Hey, this room is really nice. That is so true. That is so true, particularly if you don't stay in hotels often because the beds are always made. You know, unless it's a real dump, and I do the same thing. If, if I am, am traveling with you somewhere and I open up the door, I go, hey, this room is pretty nice. I've also noticed that my father, when we would drive by um, the ocean, when we lived in uh, South Lyme, he would look over once in a while and say, well, it's low tide because obviously it was low tide. I'll drive over a causeway today and I'll look both sides. I'll go, well, it's high tide. That's really high tide. And of course, Mary's next to me and she, she doesn't say a thing because it happens all the time. My observing 
low tide. First of all, you can smell low tide. All right. So nobody needs to be told it's low tide. You can smell it and you can see it. I just can't stop myself from doing that. I wonder, um, cause I don't have any of my dad's, uh, behaviors. No, but they were insane. Right. So of course I don't have any of my dad's behaviors and I right. probably don't have that many of my mom's just because of the circumstances. But do I have a bunch of like old country Sicilian behaviors you from do. being raised by a coven of old country Sicilian bruja witches? Like, yes, I do. I don't think you can totally get away from it. I don't. I don't think and it you might, can. You, you may try very hard, but all of a sudden you'll find yourself saying something that either your mother or your father said. And uh, I'll give you an example. We'd be driving along, and my father would let me pick whatever the radio station was. Say I'm about 14 years old. He'd put up with it for a while. And then all of a sudden, like, I'd bring the volume up because I'm riding shotgun. My mother's in the back with my grandmother. And I bring the volume up, and it's a James Brown song. And it's like, get out! I'm on to feel like a sex machine! <laughs> get out! And he'll, he's driving along. Now, he's heard four or five other songs. And all of a sudden, slowly, his hand goes over and he punches it and says, that's enough of that. <laughs> that, that expression st has stuck with me so much. I use it all the time. Not necessarily, it, it, sometimes with music. Because when you turn it off and there's silence, the drama of that's enough of that is so intense. And you can use it walking out of a crowded bar. Well, that's enough of that because it's so loud or whatever. And it goes right back to him. Oh, see, my great joy is watching my older daughter tell my younger daughter, Karamia, you need Clorox for that. That is my greatest. <laughs> <laughs> Since I didn't get it from my parents. All right, coming up, if you're nostalgic this time of the year, and we're kind of talking about that stuff right now, and you always feel bad about it, like... What's wrong with you? Why can't you just live in the present? I have great news. Nostalgia is actually a really good thing, especially this time of the year. We're going to tell you why next. It's Bob and Sherry. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Sherry's. I don't believe this shit. I cannot believe this You know, a lot of the stuff that we all believe isn't based in anything. It's just a bunch of claptrap. For example... You think nostalgia is bad. You've always been told, oh, don't let yourself fall into the trap of nostalgia. Don't waste right. your life reminiscing about a glorious past that can't come back. How many times have you heard that? How many times have yeah. you personally been told, Bob, the nostalgia is not good for you. You got to yeah, let it well, go. Yeah, You're right. Especially I mean, way, way back when Andy Warhol was a thing. Uh, he he made a comment in an interview, America, and this was back like in the 1970s, America is drowning in nostalgia. And, and it can be like anything, you know, you can take it too far, but nostalgia, you know how it got its bad rap? Um, back, 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 back in the late 1800s, this doctor in Switzerland mm -hmm. um, noticed that soldiers who came home from war were homesick. Or soldiers that were stationed away from their families were homesick. And their homesickness caused them to feel anxious and, and have nausea and not sleep well. And mm -hmm. he decided that that kind of situation was an actual neurological disease. That people should snap out of it. 
that you should just be told, snap out of it. And if you couldn't snap out of it, you were mentally ill. Mm -hmm. And that belief that nostalgia was a form of mental illness has hung around for like hundreds of years. And it's completely made up. It's what you're talking about is not what I think of as nostalgia. I just think of that as homesickness. And so what you're saying is that nostalgia has been confused with this homesickness, which was um, a misdiagnosed disease. Because, I mean, if if like when my father was fighting in the war, he didn't he didn't see his mother for three years. Right. He didn't see his mother for three years. He would write letters home. And I've read some of the letters and he was he was sick. He, he felt sick about, um, well, first of all, people shooting at him, but secondly, um, missing Hamden, Connecticut, and his mother. I think there's a big difference between that and going, let's say you don't live in your hometown anymore, going through your hometown and missing the little coffee shop that you and your friends used to go to when you were teenagers. I think there's a big difference in those things. Kind of. The doctor that invented the idea of nostalgia as a mental illness started by seeing that these soldiers were homesick. But when he talked to these homesick soldiers, he felt that they were so intent on living in the past, their hometowns, their families, their friends, their lives before they were sent off to war, that Mm -hmm. it was a form of mental illness. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't that he confused homesickness with nostalgia. It was the homesick soldiers that led him to create this whole idea of living in the past as a oh, mental illness. Okay. Right? And so he wrote about this and and he wrote about it in a way like like doctors did back then as though it were absolute science. You know, the body has bad humors in it and bad night air and all of this crap that had no basis in reality, but people believed it and accepted it at the time. And so for hundreds and hundreds of years, we've all been told it's it's not good for your mental health to think about the past but it turns out that time traveling to the past and being reminded of wonderful good times even if there's a little bit of sadness because you know maybe you had a great time with your pawpaw at the holidays but of course he's gone now even if there's a little bit of sadness to it nostalgia is overall positive Nostalgia helps you cope. Nostalgia helps lift a negative mood and it keeps you from being lonely. And especially um, lately because of the pandemic, they've looked at the way people have used nostalgia to cope. Did you know, this is super interesting, during the first wave of the COVID um, shutdowns, the music that people most streamed on like Spotify was older music. They want it to be comforted by their favorite 80s or 90s jams or even, early, you know, back in that classic rock stuff. People weren't right. interested in new things. They wanted the comfort of old things. And yeah. so when you're anxious about the future and worried about the present and kind of feeling sort of lost and overwhelmed, nostalgia is a really good thing for you. And this time of the year, it's an extra okay thing. To remember it's the number one time of the holidays. year for nostalgia. I yeah, always thought it was, it was Christmas time first and maybe July, August 2nd because you have such, you know, summer is such a defining uh, part of your life as you're, as you're growing up. Those two times. Here's, here's what this research showed. If you feel sad right now or anxious or lonely, put on that 
Christmas record. Think back to those good times. Look at those old photos. Maybe make your grandma's fruitcake or whatever. Lean into it. Lean into it. Don't fight it. It's the fighting it that makes you crazy. Not wrapping yourself in those warm, good memories of other times. I'll post this up on Facebook so you can check it out. Because I think this is really cool stuff. It's Bob and Sherry. It's the Bob and Sherry annual happy hour holiday Christmas tree lighting Facebook live extravaganza with the one and only Jimmy Wayne. Doc's must watch Christmas movies with a twist. A reading of children's letters to Santa. The people's movie critic Lamar. Fabulous prizes. And of course, the countdown to the tree lighting. Three, two, It's the annual Bob and Sherry Tree Lighting Extravaganza. This Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. My name is Sergeant Shaquana Smith. I'm from the 369 Sustain Brigade. I just want to give my family a shout-out from Queens, New York. I love you and happy holidays. Be home soon. Go Giants! Across the country and around the world on Armed Forces Radio, it's Bob and Sherry. Okay, it's fantasy time now. I know everybody has a stressful week and they're working hard and got to get the Christmas gifts and all of that. But just for a moment, imagine that you are Austin Wells. He is a person who was studied and reported on on CNBC. Here's the headline. The easiest way to travel full time? See what a 28-year-old paid for an apartment on a fabulous cruise ship. The name of the cruise ship is the MV Narrative, and it's going to be traveling the world. What about Austin Wells? Well, he loves to travel, but he doesn't like long flights and jet lag or an unsettled routine. And that's why he, who again is 28 years old and lives in San Diego, leased a residence aboard this luxury cruiser, and he will move into it and work remotely for at least the next three years as it sails around the world. It comes complete with medical services, a farmer's market, private kitchens, an exercise center, a 24-hour room service, and a co-working space and spa. His room is very, very small. Uh, Well, first of all, this is a mega cruise ship. It's it's the MV narrative is very, very big. It's made up of more than 500 private rooms and apartments, home to about 1,000 residents who will live more or less permanently on this ship. He says, I am so excited about this. I don't have to upend my daily routine, and I can still see the world. I am... Uh, uh, Going from this model where you want to go someplace, you pack a bag, you get on a flight, and now my condo, my gym, my doctors, my dentist, they're all on board. His job, he works at Meta uh, in virtual reality, reality labs. It's fully remote, so he can work from anywhere. My working hours will be shifted toward evenings and nights because of where I will be. And um, it costs, well, it's very, very small. It's about 275 square feet. So you get basically, in his case, you get a small room with a bathroom. And that's just about it. But there are others. Oh, what is he paying? The lease for 12 years is $300,000. 
So I guess, you know, he could take out a loan if he doesn't have that cash, which he probably doesn't have, and pay for it as if, you know, he were renting. There are people who are on this ship and they have a balcony and they have about the size of a good sized hotel room, private bath, obviously. And that will go from anywhere from a million dollars to uh, $8 million. Some of these people are leasing them for 24 years or for the life of the vessel, which is 60 years. If you want to, you can sublease. So say you don't want to, you know, travel anymore for six months. You can get somebody to come in and uh, pay you for that. Uh, there's a there's an all-inclusive living fee. $2,100 a month covers you for as much food and drink as you want. So it's like it's all-inclusive, right? And um, if you were the right person and you don't mind being alone, and some people, you know, the expression is, don't think that I'm lonely just because I'm alone. Um, I think it would be really cool to do as long as you wouldn't be driven nuts because you don't have somebody else with you all the time. You're kind of rolling the dice that you're going to meet somebody on board, or maybe you're one of these people that just doesn't care and doesn't want, and those folks exist out there. What do you think about this? I would do it in a minute. In a second. And in 200 square feet, I do not, I want to be alone. (laughs) I don't want to share that space. It's something. $300,000 spread over 12 years. You know, some folks are paying that just in renting an apartment. This this dude's going to be, you know, pulling into uh, Tokyo, uh, Australia, all over the world, and and then working for a few hours at night. Wow, what a fantasy, isn't it? Anyway, the uh, story. <laughs> all over it. Yeah, yeah, the story is really interesting. CNBC. This is Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry Oddcast. It's a podcast with stuff you won't hear on the regular show. I had Todd track down the founder of the American Museum of the House Cat. I I met the cat mummy, which was a real rare find. What did it look like, Doctor? Well, it looks like it's just an old dried up cat. (laughs) It's Bob and Sherry uncensored, uninterrupted, and unfettered. The Bob and Sherry Oddcast. You know, I like people, but I don't crave being around people. You know what I mean? I do. Am I odd? Not in that way. No, you're not odd. I'm not odd in that way. You can get the Bob and Sherry Oddcast by going to our website, bobandsherry.com, B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com, or text the word Oddcast to 888-262-7437, 888-BOB-SHERRY, or the simplest way, get the new Bob and Sherry app for your iPhone in the App Store. I listen to you every morning on the way to work and the Oddcast on the way home from work every day. It's Bob and Sherry, unlike you've ever heard them before. The Bob and Sherry Oddcast. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. Hey, Jennifer, how are you doing? Merry, Merry Christmas to you. And Merry Christmas to you guys. Uh-huh. And what is it that you don't want, Jennifer? I do not want any more number one teacher ornaments, flats, <laughs> things for my desk, little apples, or anything that is red or patchworky quilty that says anything about me being a teacher. <laughs> I have 14 years of it, and um, 
my Christmas tree, I was just noticing, <laughs> is now more teacher-type ornaments <laughs> than, like, the pretty little ornaments that I like. Oh. And I'm, I'm tired of it. I know that I'm oh. a great teacher, right. but I don't want any more of those things. Your kids just love you, though, don't they? They want you to have that. They do. But on behalf of all the teachers out there, I would like to say, buy us a poinsettia. A poinsettia, Very okay. Pretty. Or how about how about like sherry alcohol? Have the youngsters oh, well, that's always good. Br- bring in. Some- <laughs> I'll take that too. Miss Jennifer <laughs> likes vodka, mommy. He used to bring Mr. Eldrocker cigarettes. I am not Are kidding. Are you kidding? No, me? we knew what he smoked, and dude, you would have cartons <laughs> of cigarettes on his desk. The parents would go out and buy it, and that's what we would get him for Christmas. Oh hey, my Jennifer. goodness! No, Mr. Who? El- Mr. Eldrocker. Eldrocker. If that's not he was a an teacher's name. He was an ex-Marine. <laughs> that is super. Hey, Jennifer, like if um, a child brought you a bottle of wine, would that be permitted? No. No. If no. The, what, no if the, what if the parent did? Um, I would laugh, but uh, I would quickly put it back. There's no the alcohol in school. <laughs> you, you imagine if a child in. brings alcohol onto the bus with them, even if it is for the that. teacher. <laughs> Can you imagine the, the outrage? I need is, oh my gosh, she has alcohol in her room. Yeah, that was, <laughs> <laughs> the last phone calls that I want to get. So, boys and girls, yeah. I want to, <laughs> I want to uh, give a student of the day, little Tommy, the award for this nice bottle of Smirnoff. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> no, no, they I can't guess I'd do rather that. have the stupid apple that's the number one teacher than the smear. You know, apple. you know what you should do is you should you should get a box and put all of those ornaments into the box and just every year open it up and add a few more. You know, years from now you'll love going through that box. That's a well, good idea. I, say, I remember who gave me a lot of those ornaments. Yeah. So when I do put them up, sometimes I think, oh, I wonder how, you know, Danny's isn't, doing. Isn't or that sometimes sweet? Sometimes I put them up and I yeah. think, oh my God, it's Tim. Yeah, well, that's a that's good memory. Beautiful. Yeah, that's a nice memory. Over to Julie right now. Her husband and she got overserved. Is that right, Julie? That is right, actually, Bob. We, um, My husband and I had been working very long hours, and of course we procrastinated until the end. Oh, yeah. Christmas Eve to put things together, and uh-huh. we were... So we decided what would make us the best, um, you know, little put-together people. <laughs> we drank white Russians that evening, and we had such a good time. We really enjoyed putting together, you know, Barbie's house and whatever truck yeah. we gave my Yeah, time. yeah, yeah. We had two kids. My daughter was 10, and my son was 6 at the time. And we ended up going to bed at like 2 in the morning. We had several white Russians, mm-hmm. and we just fell asleep. I heard something, you know, just a little bit later, and my son had woken up. He was so excited about Christmas at 6. Right. And he comes through, and I meet him in the laundry room. And, of course, you know, I, was, I went to bed tipsy, so I didn't put any clothes on. He runs right into me, sees me, I'm fully naked, and he says, Mom, get dressed, Santa came. Oh, my <laughs> God. So he was so part. excited that Mommy's nakedness didn't even phase him. The power of the, of, of the man in the red suit and Mommy in her birthday suit. Not what you envisioned for your son's sixth no. Christmas, was it? No, we are not those free thinkers that walk around naked in front of our kids. I mean, I always have like, <laughs> Thomas for them. And we're always, you know, we take pictures, and it's like, that was not what I had planned at all. But he absolutely deadpanned mom. He's very type A, actually. He's, he's 20 now. He's like, Mom, get dressed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Julie, better that he was six than 16. Yeah. Yes. 
Yes, Bob. I did think about that later, and I'm really <laughs> grateful. You, yeah, you had something to be grateful for. That's right. All right. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I love your show. Bob and Sherry ask, do you know a crazy cat person? Are you crazy? We are not crazy. Are you a crazy cat person? Wow. Time to out yourself and proclaim to the world your love of your kitty best friend. Wow. It's the My Life is All About My Cat line in the Bob and Sherry store with T-shirts available in an assortment of colors with the perfect style for you. Unisex, women's, and even tank tops in sizes small to 3X. Or you can have tea or coffee with your kitty pal with ceramic mugs that also say My Life is All About My Cat. And of course, Sherry's award-winning Cooking with Cats is chock full of great recipes and fun photos of felines frolicking in the kitchen with shirts drinkware, and a cookbook, the Bob and Sherry store has your crazy cat person covered this holiday season, even if it's you. Yeah, they're crazy, but they're a lot of fun. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. Wow, wow. Hey, I'm Captain Kyle Chase with Jeremy S3. Just want to wish my family back home in North Carolina. Happy holidays and see you soon. Across the country and around the world on Armed Forces Radio, it's Bob and Sherry. I don't know if it's just me. It probably is just me, but my mood can change in just a second. It's just uh, depends on, you know, how my day is going and how things fall my way or do not fall my way. My day was going great yesterday because I went on BobandSherry.com and I saw a tremendous amount, and on Facebook too, a tremendous amount of people who were saying, yeah, you go, Bob, as far as my not sending out Christmas cards this year. This is the first year in like eight years, 10 years that I have, I've just decided not to send out Christmas cards because a lot of the folks I feel um, that I'm sending them to feel pressure to send one back because I can tell that it's a Christmas card that they have selected at the last minute. It's like the last one in the drugstore and it's a terrible Christmas card. You know, it's, it's like a Christmas card. They know I like lighthouses, but the lighthouse is like bedazzled or something you know it's just it's it's a horrifying christmas card so i've decided not to do that this year and i i'm on facebook and it's like you go bob i haven't done that in 50 years yeah bob nobody does that anymore what they do is they send a text message or they email that's old-fashioned i hate getting them to i'm going look at this i made the right decision this is beautiful i'm i'm not pressuring other people i'm not coming across you know as one of these people that has to say, oh, look at me. No, here's a picture of me at the beach with my wife. You know, I'm just letting it go and just taking it easy. It's and then so I went out to the mailbox. To it is so complicated. No, it's not. No, no wonder I'm, your mood I'm sure many people so go through this sort of thing. I mean, no so I went, out, I went out to the mailbox and there they are. The first two Christmas cards sent to me. Hmm. I, I, I just, I don't. I don't know that it's in the spirit of the season to be keeping score on Christmas cards or to be judging the Christmas card you sent as, oh, this was the last one at the Walgreens. <laughs> you know the what? type of Christmas card I'm talking about, right? Do you, don't, don't you lie to me, Sherry Lynch. You know just what I'm talking about. Most of the it's Christmas like a, it, Okay, it's a lighthouse because I like light. I wish I'd never mentioned I like lighthouses, by the way. It's, it's, it's been there's, – there's like lighthouse books all over my house. My wife is saying, throw them out. I can't throw them out. It's the written word. Now throw them out. You're never – people send them to me. Anyway, you know um, the card I'm talking about. It's a lighthouse, and it's a cliched lighthouse. Like it's got some snow, and it's got the light. But 
You've never seen a bedazzled lighthouse. May the spirit lighthouse. of the holidays guide you home for Christmas. Best holiday wishes, the Andersons, that kind of a thing. That's what like it oh, has th- one that of those, would be fine. Yeah. No, th- this is just Merry Christmas and uh, you know, follow your dreams or some crap like that. It's the beda- I've never seen a bedazzled lighthouse. All right, so. And no one else wanted it. That's why he got it there because it was, that's why it was left because it's horrible. So now he doesn't have to worry about that anymore. And he knows, he's a listener. He knows who I'm talking about. You are free, my friend. Most of the Christmas cards that we get are those photo cards. People, their families, the dogs. Yeah, that's mostly what I get too. Unless, I mean, this guy, this guy, the kids are grown and everything. And they live in another town. So I get the bedazzled lighthouse. Um, I could just see the email now. Dear Sherry, I sent Bob a bedazzled bedazzled lighthouse card. I am deeply hurt that he has dissed my card on the air. Mm, Well, and it'll begin with, Dear Sherry, I'm sending this to you because I know he doesn't read his email. (laughs) I open my cards, though. And you know what I'm dreading? You know which card I'm dreading? And I hope they don't. I hope I'm off their list already. The one with the really successful family and they're all beautiful and their children are beautiful and the grandchildren are beautiful. And they always take that picture every year at the beach with everybody wearing that light blue button down Oxford shirt outside of the pants and the pants are khaki pants and they all have bare feet and they're smiling and there's a letter along with the latest accomplishments. And it's sent with an embossed, my name is embossed on it, with gold leaf. I hope I don't get that one because I'm not sending them one. Oh, um, I look. I don't want to make you feel bad because you have yourself for that. You, you really don't need my help for that. <laughs> I got that covered. You do. I mean, you are. When people say, "Is Bob a self-starter?" and I always say, "When it comes to making himself feel bad, you betcha." But I don't want to make you feel bad. But I want to just point out to you that the effort involved in buying Christmas cards handwriting addresses, putting stamps on, and getting them mailed is a sign that somebody gives a damn about you, no matter how glittery and tacky the Christmas card is. And these people that all have matching clothes but no shoes, they seem happy, you know? They're very nice people, I know. Let them continue to run barefoot through their Mitagon lives, eating their Miracle Whip and smiling with their big white orthodontically corrected teeth. God bless, you know? Now they're going to say, we spent, every one of our cards costs three and a half dollars. Oh, they're so expensive. We get nothing from him. They're so expensive. I will say, and I, I might be wrong, and somebody needs to call the show and put me in my place. I don't know anyone that gets pissy if they send a card and don't get a card back. But those people must exist because you're telling me about them. So you must know these people. You must have met these people. I've met them in my head. (laughs) You you can create some scenarios in your head. That's true. I know. You know what? I'm not going to accuse you of being crazy on this because... I bet there are tons of people out there that are like, oh, yeah, Deborah. Well, that's the last card you get from me. I just haven't encountered these people. So give us a call at 844-52-SHERRY. Or if you have the app, tap the microphone and talk. 
or DM us on one of the socials. Because Help I me, would, folks. I want you to be right about this. I don't want to be right. That would be such a win for you, you know. If you I don't. Right in this case, I don't want to be right. Oh my God! Can I, we ever get it straight? He wants to be right about this. He doesn't want to be right. About I just that. don't want them talking dirty about okay, me. Wait. Okay. All right. I gotta. I'm gonna make a note right here. Christmas cards. Bob, in this case, does not want to be right. And anyone that thinks I'm not really writing this down, have you seen the book of Bob? It's available at the Bob and Sherry store. It's very popular. Everything himself says is noted. Does not right, want to we'll be see. right. It's begun. It's begun. It's Bob and Sherry. So, Bob, I've been sitting here thinking for the last few minutes, you know, about... Um, I, I don't personally have any experience with people that get mad if they don't get a Christmas card from you and then they cut you off and you're dead to them. And I don't remember that ever being a thing when I was a kid, like with the adults in my family. But when I was a kid, my grandmom and my aunts would get together and do Christmas cookie exchanges. Mm-hmm. And they would make like, um, they had that cookie gun. It has a name. Everybody knows what I'm talking about, where you put the dough in it and you squirt out the shapes. Like there are little templates. Yeah. You can make a star yeah, yeah, or a yeah. snowflake or whatever. They yeah, made right. those. And they made the kind where you put a thumbprint in it and it has like a maraschino cherry. And they made mm-hmm. those. And the peanut like butter those. ones that yeah. have, yeah, the chocolate mm-hmm. kisses. And uh, pizzelles, homemade pizzelles, which are an Italian um, delicious paper thin, really crunchy cookie. Sometimes it tastes a little bit like um, black licorice because it has anise in it. And sometimes it just tastes like vanilla. Anyway, they would make all these cookies and they'd load them up into the Tupperware and they'd all get together at somebody's house, Aunt Pat's or Aunt Barbara's or whatever. And they would exchange cookies with each other. And the only reason I remember any of this is because one of them, do you know what she did? I think you know what she did. She came, as my grandmother put it, with the gall to bring a store-bought cookie into this house (gasps) and tried to pass it off as homemade. Oh, she even tried to. That's a double sin. It was a double sin. And the, the, I remember listening to, because I used to love to like sit just outside the kitchen door where they couldn't see me and listen to their Mm -hmm. conversations. I was fascinated by them. Mm-hmm. And and the life lessons I learned, and one of them that night was, dare you not bring a store-bought cookie to one of these bees' house for a Christmas cookie exchange. They can tell a store-bought cookie coming through that door a mile away. And, and, the, here, and the worst and, thing is, is, is saying that it was not store-bought, that you actually made it. That's the worst sin. So you, you know those cookies, they come in a blue metal tin. And they have the they have sprink sugar sprinkles yes, on them, I know but what the grains of the about. sugar are really oh big. yeah, like the yeah they're big, good. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah, they're butter cookies. They're delicious. They're in a big blue tin. These butter cookies they started manufacturing these right after God chased Adam and Eve out of the garden, and they've been selling them ever since. Like these are a <laughs> timeless, timeless uh, recession proof object. These blue tin butter cookies. So one of the ants or whoever she was um, emptied the cookies out of the blue tin and they come in little individual white paper cups. You know, little, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got rid Royal, of all the- Royal Dansk is Thank the name you, of the company. That's exactly what it is. It's been around. Well I'm telling you, it's been around yeah. since Eve bit the apple. So um, she dumped them out of the tin and got rid of the little paper cups. 
and put them in a Tupperware container and brought them to the cookie exchange. And I remember my grandmother um, afterward talking about it and said, and I'll tell you what else. She took the tin and she kept it for herself. She like did. It was some, and like used it the- was some prized artifact. But you know those. I, I until Max, I couldn't get the the tin in my head until Max uh, described it. It's round, right? Right. Yeah, it's a it's blue, round, dark and uh, it's it's substantial, and it looks, it almost looks like pottery. There's something about it that looks like it's fancy. I can't throw this yeah. out. You know? Yeah. Uh, somebody's. Yeah. I don't know. You know what they would use? You know what she'd use it for? Uh, um, uh, cigarettes. Holder's cigarettes or something like that, or the old man's cigars, or if he smokes Buttons. a pipe, something. Like when, yeah. my grandmom di- yeah. when my grandmom died, the hall closet was stacked floor to ceiling with um, Maxwell House coffee cans. Those, what is it, Royal Dance Max? Those yes. cookie tins, mismatched Tupperware. And you'd open one up and you'd, you'd go, were you killing people and pulling the buttons off their clothes? Why are there 400 buttons in this coffee can? Like, where did this all come from? Yeah, they love that kind of stuff. And it ticked, it ticked my people off that she tried to pass off. Did she? And, did and she, you know, uh, she got a nickname after that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a million. Um, my can, people were very re- little, bo- rem- literal. Remember the neighbor, Eleanor Liar Lips? <laughs> yeah, and Jenny I was about door. to go with liar. I was about to go nope. cookie liar. We had two Eleanors right across the street. There was Eleanor and Eleanor liar lips, and then next door was Jenny next door and her poor husband Bob. That was his whole legal name <laughs> on his driver's license. Her poor husband Bob. This lady was known. This lady was. This lady was known as the cookie thief. Because the cookie they felt thief. that she stole from them because they yeah. she took homemade cookies home and left them. Did you, uh, how good was her game? Was she? Did she throw away the little papers that yep. each of those cookies? Oh yeah, she did. her game oh, that's was so good strong. Stuff. That but was good. once you know those cookies in that blue tin with that oversized sugar crystal, they're perfect. Yeah, you yeah, know. yeah. That's you know? right. I think I know where my phobia comes from with um, worrying about whether or not people will be talking dirt about me because I didn't send a card. I think I know where that comes from. There was an exact moment, and it was with my mother. And uh, All right, tell me talk. about it. Hang on. I Let's pause, and I want you to tell me yeah. about that. Yeah. All right. Guys, in today's session, Bobby's, we're going to take a deep childhood trauma visit with Bobby. I really feel like we're going to make some progress in your therapist. Yeah, I hope so. really this is so pretty expensive. Copay right now, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's Bobby It's the Bob and Sherry annual happy hour holiday Christmas tree lighting Facebook live extravaganza with the one and only Jimmy Wayne. Doc's must watch Christmas movies with a twist. A reading of children's letters to Santa. The people's movie critic Lamar. Fabulous prizes. And of course, the countdown to the tree lighting. Three, two, one. It's the annual Bob and Sherry tree lighting extravaganza. This Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern time live on the bob and sherry facebook page prizes special guests the bob and sherry facebook live tree lighting extravaganza this thursday night at 7 p.m here's bob and sherry so if you're just joining us we have been uh wasting just about an hour of our lives talking about whether or not when you send a christmas card to someone they notice and if they're not christmas card people do they are do they feel forced to send them back to you 
And I was saying that this year is the first year in like nine years that I'm not sending cards out. And I've already got a couple of cards in. And these people are not going to be getting cards back. And so I'm wondering, are they saying, hmm, well, I guess we don't mean that much to old Bobbo anymore, you know. And I know where that comes from. At least I think I do. So my father, you know, most of the tragedy in my life happened around this time of the year. I don't want to get into it, but my father passed away uh, this time of the year. And he was, you know, a fairly young man. He was in his 60s. That, and, yeah, he uh, was. Had a heart attack and he had, he had cancer because of the smoking and drinking and, uh, and then was in a hospital and had a heart attack and died. And so, you know, I kind of took over and handled a lot of the proceedings. My mom did some of it with the church for a very, very, very small funeral, as in just our family. And I can remember about a year later, my mother was talking with someone on the phone. And this person's name came up. It was a person that my mother and whoever she was talking with on the phone, they both knew her. And my mother said, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't really have much to do with, let's call her Elizabeth. I don't have much to do with Elizabeth anymore. And I could hear the other person saying, why is that? Well, after Bob died, uh, she never even sent me a note. Oh, yeah, okay. That I was don't my, know father, Eliz- my father's name. I don't know Elizabeth, um, and I'm not. I'm not defending or apologizing for her behavior. I do know that some people are so paralyzed with how to act, what to say, to what to do, that they You're they right. end up doing nothing. You're right, and because they don't they don't know that all you have to you don't have to have words. You can just squeeze someone's hand and say, "We are thinking about you. We are praying mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. Our please, our door is always open." And you could put that in a little note, but you and I both know that there are so many people that are so awkward about grief and loss. I'm a little bit that way myself. I'm, I'm just going to be, I'll out myself on that. Um, I, uh, you know, uh, because of experiences like the one I just was talking yeah. about, I push myself now. Just like, don't put it off or you won't do it. Get it done. Drop a note. Make sure that they know that you're, uh, that you're thinking about them. But that always... That always, and my mother was not somebody who generally was a counter of wrongs, but that really, well, I mean, it's a big deal. She lost her husband. She lost her husband. That hurt. I just, one of our listeners, I'm not going to name her for her privacy, but she lost her mom. This is right around Thanksgiving. Just, this just happened. She lost her mom and a few days later, their dog died. The suffering, the hurt, the pain that, that this woman is going through. And of course, I feel like I know her because of social media. And I'm like, what do you, what do you say? You've, you've just experienced so much sorrow. And all you can say is I, I am just sorry. Right. It means something to have someone just acknowledge that you're sad. And when you acknowledge a person's grief, it it's comforting because when you've lost someone you love, like the only thing that helps is to know that other people love them too. And that other people are also feeling that loss. You don't feel so alone in that moment. And it, I don't know why it's so hard for us as human beings to do that. And maybe your mom's friend Elizabeth was a big old me. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I didn't know her. 
I don't I, I didn't know. know who she was talking about, uh, and I just made that name up. I, I have no idea who she was talking about. But I will say this, uh, based on experience, if someone uh, who's close to you, or, or just someone that you know, just an acquaintance, the fewer the words, the better. And if you could eliminate the cliches, you're better off oh, that way. No. Please don't do the cliches. Better the cliches place, are, God can needed be ver- an angel, no. Yeah, all of those are, um, after you get the first one, they're nothing but annoying. And um, they show very little, you know, thought when you come right down to it. And and uh, I, I think the whole thing with the multiple hands praying, that I, I don't think that gets it either. You know, if it's if it's a uh, text message. What, what it has to come down to is um, thinking about you, take care. You know, just something as simple as that. But if you are so paralyzed that all you can do is a text message, it's better than nothing. It's better you know? than nothing. It is. Yeah. I wish that there was one class in school and and you just learned all this stuff. I know. Okay, kids, this week we're going to talk about everybody dies. It's common for all of us. Here are some ways to handle it when a person you know is experiencing a loss. And then the next week it could be, folks, don't ask when the baby's due if you don't know she's pregnant. And then the yeah. week after that, we could talk about how credit cards work or something, you know? I don't think you can do that in America today. I don't. I, no, you can't. I Nobody don't think you, you can't read the catcher in the rye. So I don't, they're, they're going to be saying you're trying to raise our children. I don't think you can do that, but I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Anyway, it's Bob and Cherry. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Cherry podcast and the Bob and Cherry Oddcast. We would love if you would subscribe, rate and review, and share it with a friend on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again for listening.